welcome to the Fiber Coven podcast. We're here for another exciting week of talking about some yarn and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Yay, we're so happy you're here hanging out with us. Um, just for a little bit of news to start off with, next week will be Thanksgiving and uh, we will be taking the week off and we hope uh, whatever it is you're doing next week, you have an enjoyable time. Yeah, we record on Thursdays, just so everyone knows. The episodes come out mm-hmm. on Tuesdays, so there will be an episode the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, but there will not be an episode the Tuesday after Thanksgiving because that is the episode that we would have recorded on Thanksgiving. Time. Time. It works that way linearly yes. Yes. in our puny human experience. <laughs> Exciting. Well, did you finish anything this week? Uh, No, I did not finish anything either. Mm-hmm. We can't be expected to finish something every week. No. But I I started something. Did I? I don't know if I had talked about it last week. But You I, had like half a triangle last week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. My, it, oh, Emily, I can't wait to show you. My, the Truchet triangle pattern is so good. So if you're watching this uh, and not just listening to us with your ear holes, spoiler alert for some of the Power of the Full Moon colors. And here, here it is. I'm on to row two. Oh, it's so cute. Of my triangles. It's really good. Uh, and it's, so- I finished my whole foundational row of triangles. It is uh, large and in charge. Mm-hmm. It's longer. It's about, it's about my wingspan, which is a good shawl mm-hmm. length. And I, I'm small and uh, it's really good. I had a really great time uh, coloring the coloring sheet that you recommended. Um, if you're thinking of, well, oh my gosh. So it was a schmozzle. So I was like, these colors have an order because it's the full moon club. I'll just do them in order. I'll throw Artemis in there. That makes 13 colors. And because it's an odd number, the colors won't like be next to each other. And I'm really lucky I sketched it out because that was not the case. And I had to fiddle with the color layout a lot. Yeah. Uh, If you don't want to make accidental squares, you have to Mm -hmm. use the coloring sheet or you'll make some accidental squares because things Mm -hmm. will just accidentally line up with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I highly recommend you plan it out. Um, That way it'll be prettiest. It's almost like you knew that and gave us the coloring sheet for that exact reason. Mm -hmm. But it looks, it just looks so good. So, and it's, it's potato chippy. Oh, it's all I want to work on. I really like how it's looking in those colors. I think it's looking really stained glass-like in those colors, mm-hmm. and it's going to be super pretty. My goal for today is I want to get my first, like, eight-point connection today. So it means two more triangles today. I think I can do it. I think you can, too. Because I woke up early and got work done so that I could work on this more. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, what else have you, well, what have you been working on? I have worked on my little Fiesta socks uh, in the Knitpicks Fiesta colorway. I finished this one, which I was on the (gasps) toe of last time. And it's so Mm -hmm. cute and stripey. These are just Giftmas socks. And Mm -hmm. this is where I'm at on my second sock. It's going Mm -hmm. striping away here on this leg. Yeah, Um, it looks like you have most of a leg. Yeah, I do have most of a leg and I'm using the Mitchell's creation that we use for our ripple bralettes as the Mm -hmm. contrast. And I think it's really cute because they're just like the most colorful socks. And that's pretty much all I've been working on. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much all I've been working on. I've done some rows. I've done some like comfort crocheting on my crochet blanket. Mm -hmm. I did measure it 
on the new bed. We got a new queen size bed and it's way too big for the bed. Nice. <laughs> I think it's going to end up like with the granny stripes going vertically on the bed. Mm-hmm. That will be the plan because it's mm-hmm. extremely wide. So that's nice. fun. <laughs> that is fun. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't been knitting much because I've been doing other things. Are you still working from that enormous magic cake you made? Yes, I am. Do you want to see what nice. it looks like? It's right next to me. The cake. Sure. Yes. Show me your cake. cake. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, that, that's pretty big. It's still pretty big, but it's, it's less big than it was. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Does it make, does it make you happy to use it and see every new color and remember like, it is fun. It's fun to work from the magic cake because it's, it's a little bit like self-striping yarn. Cause you're like, Oh, I want to see what the next color looks like. You know, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Yes. Here's the corner of the blanket was popping out. So here's what that looks like. Very nice. Yeah. I think it'll be good. It'll look great vertically on the bed. Mm-hmm. Look, mm-hmm. this is a U yarn. Is that one of my like uh, moody Lord of the Rings ones? Mm-hmm. It's the one that oh, the I autumn used equinox for... one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, probably woodland realm. It is woodland realm. Yeah, I can recognize my children. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other thing that I only worked on a little bit was I did a teeny bit more, just like an inch or two of my sock. All I've been knitting on was the truche triangle. These are going to be the forest fruit socks by Sachiko Bergen. I'm doing a flegal heel, which I've started increasing for the heel. And I did some in line at the post office today and I messed up and I have to go tink back a row because I forgot my increase, but that's okay. But look how cute my little mushroom progress keeper is. It's going to be so cute when you're doing the color work too, because it's all like woodlandy and it's a mushroom. Yeah. So this is from Studio Knit Boop, which I adore them as a person and their stuff is high quality and adorable. Too cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's really all I got going on. I, 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 just, I made a lot of triangles this week. You did make a lot of triangles this week. <laughs> Apparently you can only knit the Truche triangle extremely fast because I had a deadline when I did mine. So I knit it extremely fast as well. How long? <laughs> How long did, did you have? Cause I remember you were like, I have to do X many triangles a day and it didn't seem like a lot, but now that I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. I think I only had a few weeks, maybe three, maybe less. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. It was fast. <laughs> you had to have been averaging at least like three triangles a day, which is. I, yeah. I, ha- I know I had a certain number that was definitely more than two that I had to do a day. <laughs> That's so many. They take me about like an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Kind of. I wouldn't. I'm like both. It, I'm like combination excited about it and kind of like not like deadliney, but like I'd like to finish it sooner rather than later, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Have you been working on anything else? Nope. Nice, nice, simple week because you've been busy with uh, administrative things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, sweet. Did you acquire anything? I did acquire some stuff. I So it was the Nitpicks big sale a, a week mm-hmm. ago. And I'm using that Nitpicks, the Felici, and mm-hmm. 
that's my last two balls of Felici. I do have a random single ball of Felici in my stash for some reason, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think I can make socks from a single ball. So I wanted to re-up my Felici because it was on sale yes, because yes, I've literally yes. never not had balls of Felici in my stash. So mm-hmm. I felt like naked, even though I have so much sock yarn. <laughs> so I got this Ooh. and this is game over and it's, it looks nice. pretty BMO-y. I'm wondering if it's BMO inspired um, from Adventure hmm. Time. Hmm. Uh, but it I thought it was kind cute. of like a retro arcade. Yeah, yeah. It's very 80s. I did accidentally cut this ball when I was <gasps> opening the package, but it's okay. It's just the first two stripes of this ball. So like that could be worse, but I am annoyed at myself that I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see that. I worry about that whenever I cut open my stuff from the mill. It's the first time I've ever done it, but at least it was just on Felici and it was just the first two stripes. It's not, nothing is ruined. There will still be plenty mm-hmm. of yarn to make socks. And then I also mm-hmm. got this one, Ooh. which is called Vampire Vibes and really kind of looks like Marceline from Adventure Time. Mm. I think that these might be Adventure Time inspired. <laughs> um, huh. This one is like a maroon and like a pinky red and a grayish mm-hmm. purpley and mm-hmm. a gray and another gray and... Yeah, they're kind of mm-hmm. like gradienting. I like it. So those are nice. They're very soft. Mm-hmm. And then another sock yarn that I got um, was this ball of West Yorkshire spinners because I finished mm-hmm. those partridge or no, they were mm-hmm. pheas- pheasant West Yorkshire mm-hmm. spinner socks. And I liked working with that yarn. So I wanted to get more. And this is the same line, the country birds in the wood pigeon colorway. So I haven't seen that one. I like it. Yeah, it's cute. It's uh, it alternates between like a really cool blue gray and a really mm-hmm. light grayish purple. And then it will mm-hmm. have like the fake color work black and white bits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that'll be fun. And I also picked up this tool. So I don't think did I talk about the turtle loom when I got the fine set turtle loom? No. So this is an What's item. A turtle loom. Well, I'm about to show you. This is an item <laughs> that, sorry, it was all taped crinkle, up. Crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. So we carry this item at my work because I found it and thought it was cool. And it's a little hexagon pin loom. Uh-huh. So this is a pin loom. Uh, so you like warp up your hexagon and you do continuous strand weaving on the triangles of the hexagon. And then you just do straight plane weave across And the pins are orientated so that it will make an even weave with that, even though you're weaving at different Mm. angles. Um, So the Mm. pins are closer together on the angle bits and farther apart on the sides to accommodate that. Uh, But yes, you can weave up little triangles. And I have the fine set one already, which is like for fingering weight yarns. And this Mm. one is more for worsted weight yarns to weave up little hexagons. And you just make little hexagons. And it makes little hexagons. Like for coasters or pot holders and stuff. Yes. Or you could sew them together and make like a blanket. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. So I want to, <laughs> I thought it would be fun to um, sew this together and make a blanket. That's really cool. You'll have to show yeah. us how to use it for Vlogmas. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have made one hexagon on the fine set one. 
and it was a little bit looser than I wanted it to be for a blanket, but I did use like kind of a light fingering. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try it with a more thick, chunky commercial sock yarn and see how I feel about it. But I have a lot Mm -hmm. of random worsted scraps that I'm like never going to knit with. And I thought it could be fun to make people coasters and uh, Mm -hmm. like have a random patchwork hexagon worsted blanket. So yeah, I'm going to play with this and it comes with a uh, full color instruction booklet. It also comes with this comb that mm-hmm. kind of looks like an Afro pick. And it does look like an Afro pick. And a crochet hook with like a eye through it. So you can hook the yarn over for the continuous strand mm-hmm. weaving. And you can use the comb as a beater to keep nice. your shed nice. So yeah, I will, I'll do a video or something on it. Cause it's a, it's a neat little doodad and these are totally handmade mm-hmm. and they're, they're really nice. That's exciting things. Those are my things. I acquired a thing. It's not that exciting, but, um, I got floss. So I've been on a journey to like little things here and there to try and like get like disposable plastic things out of my life. And the hard one was really compostable floss for us, non-plastic floss. Uh, I don't know if you've tried like the crunchy granola eco-friendly flosses before, but a lot, I tried like two or three different types and two or three different brands and they all just broke apart really easy. And that uh, really frustrated my partner who likes to floss a lot. (laughs) (laughs) and like and this is from lucky teeth and this is the only kind that we both have found that we like so far and like they're just your average like granola crunchy like eco-friendly sustainable company but it's the lucky teeth charcoal floss and i just had to like re-up because we've been using it for a while but yeah the lucky teeth charcoal organic floss is totally compostable and it's sturdier than any other like hippie floss that i've tried and it's all plastic free packaging it comes in a little paper box and little paper things. They'll sell you a little glass tube for it to go in, but these are just refills. So it doesn't have any, any plastic in there. And I just thought, it, you know, if anybody else like me is looking for a plastic free floss, Lucky Teeth Charcoal, strong. Cool. Yeah. Random. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with our occult corner topic this week. We don't have a nifty transition this week. Sorry. <laughs> Tell us what we're talking about for a cult corner this week, Emily. Well, we both got the Yokai Yochi tarot deck recently, and mm-hmm. we're learning about different yokai as we work with that deck. And we thought it might be fun to talk about a yokai this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So we picked the Tanuki because it's the first yokai I became familiar with. And I think it's the first yokai a lot of people become familiar with uh, because of various pop culture references. And it is featured in the tarot deck. It's the magician in the yokai yoki yochi tarot deck uh lauren's holding up the sticker right now which features the nice little tanuki with his leaf on his head he's cute Mm -hmm. yeah i got the the sticker of this one it's on the magician card which is nice it's really cute yeah so if you're not familiar with tanuki i also have some little visual aids here of some little plastic tanuki figurines that are inspired cute by the ceramic tanuki sculptures that you will see around Japan if you ever visit. Oh, oh, the little guy in Agretsuko, he's a tanuki. Yeah, yeah. I just, right now, just, mm-hmm. I'm down. Yeah. Um. <laughs> or the little, in, the, the character who's like the new guy, the intern, the young guy who's a little neurotic. Is he a tanuki? 
Is he a tanuki? I think he's just a dog. Is he? I can, I don't remember. I think, yeah. he, but I think there's definitely characters in Agretsuko who are tanuki. I think so because they're a real animal. Yeah, they are a real I animal. I didn't Did you know, know this. That? They're really cute. No. They look like they smell bad. Uh, I mean, they probably do. They're an outdoor animal. <laughs> yeah, um, they look like they're a real animal and they look like fox sized little dogs, mm-hmm. but they're kind of look like they have a thick fur like a raccoon. Their, their, their fur looks definitely thicker than your household domesticated dog. And they have little raccoon markings on their faces. And they have stripy tails. And stripy tails. They're very cute, but like, I think they look like they, they're stinky. Yeah, I mean, they, they roll around in trash for sure. Yeah, and so this is an animal that we don't have in the United States. It's a totally different animal. You should definitely look it up if you're listening and you haven't seen one. They're called tanuki. Uh, the English translation is usually raccoon dog, um, but there isn't an exact English translation. And they're not a raccoon. They're more like a dog than they are like a raccoon. They are a canine. Um, mm mm-hmm. Yeah, Uh, it was often mistranslated as uh, badger in earlier times of bringing different Japanese fairy tales over to the West. But they are not badgers. They are their whole other separate thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, and they've really become a sort of folklore creature in Japanese traditional folklore and mythology, I have learned. Yeah, and they go way back. The earliest written down reference of a tanuki uh, is from... 720 and oh, wow. Empress Sumiko uh, wrote about the Tanuki in the two months of spring there are Tanuki in the country of Mutsu and they turn into humans and sing songs mm-hmm. as folklore characters from what I can gather from my extensive Google search is that they are kind of mischievous but not malevolent like they're yeah. not out to do serious damage to people just to have a good time make you maybe make someone look dumb yeah, Have they're li- play, overwhelmingly play pranks. silly. Yeah, they're silly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very trickstery. There are mm-hmm. examples of specific stories of them being malevolent, but they are kind of like the outliers most of the time. They're silly. Um, mm-hmm. And because this is such an old, like well-established folklore, there are like a bunch of different stories about Tanuki. Um, like mm-hmm. they're very much like an archetypal character as opposed to like there being one legend about Tanuki. Like there are a bunch of different stories. There are a bunch of regional stories. They appear in a ton of Mm -hmm. art. Um, So there's lots Mm -hmm. of differences in like what they do powers wise and stuff. But consistently they're said to be able to shape shift. Yes. And that includes into both other animals, into humans and inanimate objects. Yes, they're very good at shape-shifting. And in some versions, they have to have a leaf to shape-shift, and they, like, concentrate on the leaf and have it on their head uh, to shape-shift. But they're not always depicted with a leaf. That's kind of like a regional different variation thing. Uh, Sometimes they can transform without a leaf. Mm -hmm. And yes, and if you're thinking about me putting the leaf in my head and thinking about Mario, that is what the Mario Tanuki suit is based off of. Uh, so you might be familiar with Tanuki if you played Super Mario 3 or other huh. Mario games. Uh, when he turns into that little raccoon costume, he's being a Tanuki. That's cute. And that's why he, you get when you get the leaf, you turn into that Tanuki suit. That's funny. Did they also do leaf stuff, if I'm remembering, in, in Totoro? Totoro has a leaf on his head. Yeah. He, he, mm-hmm. he's like kind of wearing it as an umbrella. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're, I think they're neat little critters. Do go on. You can go on. No, I don't really have anything aside from what Wikipedia told me. Okay. So if you have seen uh, the very standard looking Tanuki uh, ceramic sculpture, which does look very similar to this look I have here, Mm -hmm. um, they usually have a hat on. They usually have a really big belly. They usually have a walking stick and a bottle of sake because they really like to get drunk. And The thing that we haven't talked about yet is that they usually have an enormous ball sack. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Magic nuts. Yes. Tanuki has another theme. Magic balls. Uh, And it's more about the the sack than the balls. Okay. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I have some history on where that comes from. If you're curious. Tell me about the magic scrote. So the magic scrote seems to have, so when I was talking about Empress Tsukiko and uh, the, that like 720 reference, there aren't really any references to Tanuki's ball sacks in most of the folklore stories. But if you look up Tanuki and you see some like old timey drawings of them, they're going to have some balls and they're going to be fighting humans with their balls. Their balls might be like <laughs> flying in the air. They might be using their balls as a parachute. They might be using their balls as a boat. They might be sitting on their balls like a rug. All of these are, you can look them up in some traditional uh, Japanese prints. They're really sweet. <laughs> um, but where that particular ball imagery comes from is uh, from metalworking. And apparently metalsmiths to like beat out a sheet of gold really thin, they would use animal skin of a particular type, uh, supposedly tanuki scrotums, uh, were extremely soft and strong and could be stretched out far. So they would use that to uh, put in between the gold sheets to like prevent damage from happening to the gold sheets and they said that a tanuki scrotum could be stretched out as far as eight to Tommy Matt's big, uh, which is like a legend. I don't know if that's true. Um, Can't be true. That's really big. It's uh, really big. Yes, uh, but yes, they did. They did use uh, tanuki scrotums to stretch out and pound out gold. And there's a fun little Japanese pun uh, that gold balls, which is kintama, it's and that is like. It literally translates to gold balls and is, mm-hmm. yeah, so <laughs> fun times. What's the pun? That's ridiculous about. I think I saw Kintama just means balls, but it also literally means gold balls. Let me look it up. Yeah. Keen, keen means gold. That one I do know. Yeah. It's slang for testicles. Oh. Yeah. But it literally I... means gold balls. Mm. I saw that there's also uh, children's nursery rhymes about a Tanuki's ball sack swinging in the breeze. Yes, that's like a schoolyard mm-hmm. song. And that we'll talk about Pompoko, but that song is in Pompoko, but they didn't translate it in the English version. <laughs> oh, why not? I don't, I don't think that it would translate as a schoolyard song to English speakers. So they just, it's like, it will, I'll have to play you the English version sometime versus the Japanese version because it's like, mm-hmm. Mr. Raccoon, Mr. Raccoon, won't you play with me? But in the Japanese, it's actually like Tanuki, Tanuki's bollocks. <laughs> like, 
That's funny. Um, yeah. Yes. And I saw that Tanukis are often associated with the number eight because it's a lucky number. Like they're said to be able to have eight different forms they can shift into or like the number eight, the character for the number eight appears on its little sake bottle a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They also are often placed outside of businesses um, because they are known for their ability to stretch money because of the aforementioned like there's gold crowding situation. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they also will uh, drum on their bellies uh, and a lot Aww. of folklore stories involve like mysterious sounds happening and then the Tanuki being responsible for the sounds uh, because they're like drumming on their bellies. Sometimes they drum on their scrotes because why not? It's right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can turn it into like a tent, why not beat out a little rhythm on it? Right, exactly. And a really popular folklore story about Tanuki. um, There are several, but the one that comes up a lot is uh, Bunbuku Chagama. And there's lots of different versions of this. It's a really old story. So like any folklore fairy tale there's a bunch of different versions of it but there's always a tanuki who is disguised as a teapot and sometimes he gets found out for being a teapot because like a farmer or a uh, monk puts him on a fire and then he gets too hot because he's a tanuki not a teapot and his little arms and legs and head pop out so it's just like a teapot with arms and heads with legs and an arms and a head and there's lots of different drawings of that that are really cute and that does appear in the movie Pompoko too there's lots of references to the story in Pompoko uh, and then in various versions the Tanuki and whoever found him form an alliance and they like grift humans with the magical teapot abilities sometimes the Tanuki does like some acrobatics acts sometimes the teapot can produce like infinite tea basically mm-hmm and in other versions, the priest with the teapot is secretly a tanuki. He's like a, a human priest who's really a disguised tanuki. And he grifts people. There's grifting in teapots. It's a fun time. It does sound like a fun time. Mm-hmm. I like those things. Yeah. Another pop cultural reference for tanukis that you might know about but not realizes it's Nuki is in the game Animal Crossing. Hmm. Tom Nook, he is translated as being a raccoon in the English version of the game, but he is a Tanuki and his name, Tom Nook, is a reference to the fact that he's a Tanuki. Neat. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And also in Animal Crossing, uh, when you get furniture and you look at it in your inventory, it's represented as a little leaf. And uh, that's also Tom Nook's like business symbol for all of his various Mm. companies in the game is a little leaf because he's a Tanuki. I learned so many fun facts. Tanuki are really fun. Yeah, they're such a fun little bit of folklore. I wish I wish we had more Tanuki around. Who doesn't want a sweet raccoon dog with giant balls? (laughs) Yeah, it's just hard because of the uh, I don't know how to say it, the complicated history of our country and it being somewhat. And I'm saying this with full irony and quotes, quote unquote, new. Our our uh, folklore is a lot younger and strange, not stranger, but uh, it hasn't had enough time to ferment into some truly wonderful, weird stuff like yeah. countries that have been around longer. Mm-hmm. But uh, I definitely remember as a kid, like because I'm Japanese American, like hearing some Japanese folklore, but it's really fun for me to learn about all these all these other little bits. I've been learning so much because of the Yokayochi tarot deck. Yeah. I'm excited for you to watch Pompoko sometime because uh, it's 
really good. If you aren't familiar with Pompoco and if you have HBO, go watch it right now because you'll hear about a lot of the stuff we just talked about for Tanuki. It is a movie all about Tanuki and they are the mythical version that can change into different things and lots of the like stories that we referenced today are in there uh there are also other yokai in the movie there's a whole scene where the tanuki like put on a big like spectacle uh parade Mm -hmm. and they're transforming into different yokai uh to like Mm -hmm. amaze the humans so yeah if you if you want to watch a really good studio ghibli movie and learn about tanuki you can do that and i will say the english dub is pretty good if you don't like to watch uh, animated movies and read subtitles like me, but they do change a lot of the stuff for American ears. Uh, they just call them raccoons. Uh, they don't call them raccoon dogs or tanuki. And they also uh, gloss over some of the testicle related stuff, but they can't gloss over all of the testicle related stuff. Cause like they just had balls in the movie and they, but they call it their raccoon pouch in the English dub. So if you're up for a Japanese dub, I suggest watching it in Japanese for the first time so you know what's up and then maybe give it a second watch if, in the English if you want to look at the animation more. Raccoon pouch. Oh Raccoon gosh, pouch. It's so funny. And, and you'll miss out on the song be- having balls in it because the song doesn't have balls in it in the English version. <laughs> nice. But Jonathan nice. Taylor Thomas does voice the main Tanuki in the English version, which you're is You're telling me fun. Simba? Yes. Simba voices it? Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's great. Oh, mm-hmm. is it that that was a bit that's been a thrilling and informative discussion for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, before we um leave you on the note of Tanuki testicles, we do have a little bit of uh shameless self-promotion. Tell everyone about your coloring sheet. Um, so I made a coloring sheet for Fiber Coven Patreon members. Here it is. It's a nice. knitting seance. Uh, it's very cute. I like it. I like how it turned out a lot. So it's it fits on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. And if you are a member of the Fiber Coven Patreon, you can go print it out uh, on your printer and then color it in. It mm-hmm. features a little seance table with some candles and some yarn balls. And there are some magically being knit by ghosts or what have you, uh, knitted items floating above the table. Yeah. Uh, and a really cute little else. armchair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. I think it's fun. I debated whether I should put a design on the sweater, but then decided to leave it blank. So you could design your own sweater if you want. Mm-hmm. Yay. That's great. And like you said, that's free for Patreon folks. So come over and pop into our Patreon group. We're pretty, pretty cool group of people. Uh, also, I'll be having a shop update on Sunday, the uh, 21st of November. I will have a few braids of fiber in this purpley purple colorway. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sneeze. Don't sneeze. I'm not, I'm not going to sneeze. I've been really good at suppressing my sneezes lately. Mm-hmm. So I've got this. It's coming. Oh, that's a little better. It's this nice, cool purple. I'm going to have it on my organic Polworth, on my sock top base. And on 19.5 micron merino, and I hear it is on the sock top, the sock top takes dye a little differently. So it's a little, you can see the colors are a little more um, distinct, whereas on the uh, Polworth and the merino, they blend together a little more. So lots of nice light gray purple fiber coming into the shop. And I will also be having some of the Power of the Full Moon Club colorways coming up individually. I know I've never done the... um, quarter one colorways individually. So there'll be, um, 
wolf moon, which is like an iron gray with some bluey speckles. I will be having snow moon, which is an off white to light blue base with blue and grungy speckles. And I will be having worm moon, which everybody seems to worms. Everybody seems to really like this one. It's kind of like a grungy pinky brown base with some purples and pinks and lots of grungy speckles going on. (laughs) Also have a few skeins of Artemis, the companion colorway that goes with the whole power of the full moon club set. Um, And it's a gray toned purple with uh, like warm purple and cool and uh, grungy speckles. So yeah, some Moon Club yarn in this We Shop update for the 21st. Very nice. That's about it for me. And I guess that's about it for us in general. If you're looking to find any of our stuff, uh, be it Emily's patterns, my yarns, fun extras, like the coloring page, go to fibercoven.com and you can find links to all that good stuff. We would love to see it anywhere around the internet that we are. And so until next week, come and keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.